0: Hello, everyone. Today we are starting a brand new series called It's Complicated. It's about relationships, about marriage, um, family relationships, friendships, uh, dating, single. There is something for everyone. Have you ever had this thought? My relationship would be perfect if there was just one person in it. Or have you ever thought I would love my job if I just didn't have to work with people? I don't don't indicate, but who who of you could use a series about relationships right now? After 21 days of lockdown, there's bound to be some tension in your home. Suddenly, we're in each other's spaces 24-7. Or you're dating and you're suddenly apart and trying to navigate a long-distance relationship from just down the road from each other. We have, our homes are filled with different ages, different stages of lives, you throw in some hormones and a bit of stress into that mix and you have the perfect recipe for it's complicated. But our tagline is what I love about the series, it doesn't have to be. And Chris Hodges has a great quote, he says, in order for relationships to work, we need to let the one who designed them define them. So in order for relationships to work, we need to let the one who designed them define them. God has a formula and a design for our relationships. If we want to have healthy, life-giving relationships, we need to heal our relationships to God. We are going to look over the next um, few weeks in the series, we're going to have a look at God's word and find God's design for our relationships. Each of our situations is different, so I've um, called this, today's uh, message, relationships in lockdown, because we're in very, very different circumstances to what we usually would be. And for some of you, this is a great situation. You're enjoying the quality time that you're getting with your family. But for others, maybe like in our situation, you're both trying to work and juggle kids And it's just—it feels like your days are manic, and your evenings are spent catching up on work that you didn't get to during the day. Or maybe you're living in a home, a small home with ten other people, some of which you might not even like. Or maybe you're staying by yourself, and it's causing loneliness, or it's causing um, distance from your friends and complications to your friendships. But I wanna. Just encourage you with this message today that God sees you, He cares about you, He cares about your situation, and He's got an answer for you. So relationships are messy. They can be challenging, they're a lot of work, but they also they bring us our greatest joy and our fulfillment in life. In Proverbs 14 verse 4, it says, Without oxen, a stable stays clean but you need a strong ox for a large harvest. You can have a simple, clean life, but it's gonna be um, boring and lonely and empty. It's the relationships in our lives that make life worth living. No one on their deathbed ever wished they had worked harder or wished they had uh, made made more money Everyone, when they get to the end of their lives, they wish they had taken more time to spend with the people that they cared about. Or maybe they wish that they had taken time to work on a relationship that was broken. Relationships might be hard work, but God also uses them to shape us and to to work on our character. In Proverbs 22 verse 17, it says, As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Relationships are like God's school for people. They help us grow. So how do we navigate relationships during lockdown? I want to look at Luke 10, 38 to 48 today. And it's a verse of our two sisters. I'm going to read it to you. <clears throat> As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where where a woman named Martha opened her home for him. She had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one, and Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken from her. So Martha invites Jesus to come to his home, but remember, Jesus never traveled alone. Uh, most of the time, all 12 of his disciples would have been with him, and so this was a large affair. She was having a big dinner party for like 15 people at minimum. And this is not like today where we can just pop out to Willie's, grab a quick oven meal and some pre-cut vegetables. This would have been a lot of work. Everything has to be made from scratch. And so they would have, she would have been working on this the whole day to, to prepare this dinner for Jesus and his friends. And so she's slaving away in the kitchen and she notices that her sister's missing, goes out to see, you know, what's happened to Mary. And there's Mary just sitting at Jesus's feet. Just, you know, taking in the moment, enjoying God's presence, or Jesus' presence. And I can just see Mary's reaction. She's like, are you kidding me? Here I am, working, slaving my way, trying to get this, like, I'm trying to serve Jesus. I'm trying to get this meal done. And she's just sitting there. And now something tells me that there's already some tension in this relationship. Because Martha doesn't go to Mary and say, hey, Mary, like, come and help. Like, there's lots of work to do. She goes straight to Jesus, and then she tunes Jesus as well. She's like, don't you care that my sister is leaving me to do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. But um, Jesus responds with love and affection, and he says, Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about so many things, but few things are needed. And he tells her that Mary has chosen what is better. She chose to be with Jesus before she d- did for Jesus. She chose to be with him before doing for him. And now the first word that stands out in, this, um, in the scripture for me is the word distracted. Martha was distracted by all the preparations. And how many of you, myself included, are distracted in the season? We're distracted from our work, by our families being in our space, And we're distracted from our families because of our workload that's piling up. And we're distracted by the mess around us or we're distracted by the laundry that's just getting bigger and bigger. Or maybe we're distracted by the news and the anxiety and um, fear that that's causing, it's filling our minds with. Or maybe we're getting lost in an endless pit of Netflix and social media. I think there are many of us that are struggling to prioritize and give everything the the attention that it needs. And so my first point today is, don't be so distracted that you miss the moment. Don't be so distracted that you miss the moment. Martha was so distracted putting on this elaborate feast for Jesus that she missed the moment with Jesus. And Jesus points out to her that there's only really one thing in this life that's important, and that's our relationship with him. And so that's our, our first our starting point, our first relationship that we need to give the right attention and the right focus to. And, you know, when you give the right attention to your relationship with Jesus, when you spend time sitting at his feet, um, taking in his presence, you, you start becoming more like Jesus. And as you become more like Jesus, you have more love, more joy, More peace, more patience, more kindness, more goodness, more gentleness, and more self-control. Now, I don't know about you, but I definitely need more of that in my life, especially at the moment. And so I want to encourage you to put that relationship first. And as you do that, your other relationships will actually benefit from your time with Jesus. But we've spoken a lot over the last few weeks about our relationship with Jesus, and we've given you some great tips on habits to put in place to make sure that you're growing in that area. And so today I want to focus on other relationships in our lives. I want to have a look at our friendships and our um, our family relationships. So don't be so distracted that you miss the moments with your family and your friends. Now I felt... Um, yeah, very convicted by this over the last, um, you yeah, know, in the last little bit. And I've struggled with this lockdown because I really enjoy structure. I like having order. And I've, I've struggled with the lack of routine. And I feel like I've become more like Martha um, in this situation. <laughs> and when I read the story of Mary Martha and I read how she responds or how she brings her complaint to Jesus, I literally heard myself Having that same conversation with Reese, saying, Reese, can't you see that I'm doing everything in this house and you're just sitting there playing with our children? Like, come and help me. I know, right? Um, now, I'm not saying that Reese isn't helping around the house, he is helping. We just see things slightly differently. But my point is that I was getting all worked up about many things. And until one morning when I was sitting in God's presence and I heard him speak to me and I heard him in his kind, gentle voice say, Tammy, Tammy, you are missing the moments. And I really was. I was distracted by everything, trying to maintain some sort of structure that I was missing all the precious moments with my family. And so I decided to start being really intentional and we've taken the rest of this time that we've had together and we've really had some special moments. And yes, there's been chaos, and yes, we've been busy, and yes, this is just a crazy season, but there's been incredible moments in between that. The other day, I decided I'm going to set an hour aside to spend just with my kids and just to focus on them, do something with them. But when that time came, I was right in the middle of work. I hadn't finished what I wanted to finish yet. Um, I was kind of on a roll, and I knew I would get it done quickly if I carried on, but I had chosen to set that time aside for my kids. And so I knew I needed to choose the meaningful over the urgent. I put the urgent aside and I went and I played with my kids and I taught them how to play cricket and we had an amazing time together and it was a great memory. The other day I was working on this message and Riley came into the room and she was like, mommy, mommy, come look at the sunset, it's so beautiful. And I was right in the middle of a sentence and I was wanting to get this done but I knew I was writing this sermon so I knew that I needed to choose the meaningful over the urgent. So I went outside and I held my daughter's hand and we watched the sunset together. Now she's decided that this is something we're going to do every night. And so we've done it a few times and she wants to get a bench that we put outside that we can sit on and mommy and her can watch the sunset every night. And these are things that my kids are going to remember forever. We've also tried to take time um, camping in the backyard, having campouts, uh, we just try to be creative and find things that can form memories in this time, but it it takes focused time. It takes setting that focused time aside. So we have many opportunities during this lock time, lockdown, to create memories, to choose the meaningful over the urgent. So don't be so distracted that you miss the moments. What are you going to remember once you leave lockdown? Are you gonna remember that you had a clean house? Or are you gonna remember those special memories with your kids? Are you gonna remember that you got through all the Marvel movies in sequence? Or that you watched all of those episodes of that series? Or are you gonna remember the Zoom chats and the house parties that you had with your friends? Or maybe it's that life-giving conversation that you have with your life group that's gonna change your life. Let's be intentional. these moments so some quick tips on how to be intentional with your relationships during lockdown the first one is to allocate daily focused time with those you live with so set aside every single day set aside a time a specific time that you're going to spend just with those you live with and turn off your phone put down the devices maybe it's around a dinner table we like to ask what um What's something that made you smile today? And is there anything that made you sad? And those questions just stimulate conversation around the table. Or maybe you want to play a game of cricket in the garden with your kids. But allocate specific time every day to have focused time with those you live with. And then secondly, schedule weekly Zoom or video calls with family and friends. Especially if you're staying on your own, you need interaction you need to, there, there's still plenty of opportunity to build it onto your, or into your relationships at this time. So set up, don't wait till you feel in the mood or see if it happens, like be intentional, you've got two more weeks, set up some, schedule some video calls over the next few weeks, making sure that you're checking in with people. Um, if you're staying by yourself, I would encourage you to do this every day, every day, set up a call that you're connecting with somebody, that you're having a touch point with somebody. And then thirdly, join a life group. If you're not part of a life group, we do have um, lots of our life groups that are online at the moment um, via Zoom. They might be watching a video together that you watch on your own and then you Zoom chat to discuss it. So if you're wanting to do that, then just click on connect with us. You can leave your details and we will um, help you get connected to a life group. And then lastly, I would encourage you to have a weekly date night. Reese and I have struggled with this during lockdown. It's just been insane. And we we haven't actually had a chance to have a date night, but we have spoken about it. And um, as a church, we are starting the marriage course this coming week. So from Wednesday, the marriage course will be available on our website from Wednesday um, midday until Friday at 2 o'clock. And so what what we're encouraging you to do and what Reese and I are going to do is choose a specific time, create a meal around it, Sit down, just the two of us, have a date night and watch the videos together and build into our marriage. And I would really encourage you to do that. Use this time, use this space where you don't have any other um, obligations of things to go to. Use this time to really build into your marriage. Okay, so don't be so distracted that you miss the moment. My second point is you influence the tone in your home. So you influence the tone in your home. We create the world we live in with our thoughts and our words and our responses. I was praying the other day for our family and I was just asking God, like, God, I really, like, please give us more peace in our home and asking God for more joy in our family. And as I was praying and and listening to God and on a side note, like, don't just, when you pray, don't just give God all your all your questions and then leave the room, like ask God and then sit and listen. Because often he actually wants to give you an answer. He wants to lay something on your heart. And so as I was listening, I felt God say to me, you set the tone in your home. And I thought about it and realized, you know, yes, like God is right. Imagine that. I do set the tone in my home. My attitude, my Um, When I'm tense and stressed out, there's tension in our home. When I'm relaxed and um, at peace, there's more peace in our home. So if I want more peace and joy in my home, then I need to be filled with peace and I need to be joyful. I need to model it to my kids if I want them to be that. And so whatever your situation at home is, maybe you're wanting um, more vulnerability in your marriage. Then I want to encourage you to be vulnerable. Or maybe between a brother and a sister, you're actually wanting to be closer, or a sister and a sister, siblings, maybe you're wanting a closer relationship, then why don't you make the first move? Why don't you move closer to them? Be what you're wanting the other person to be towards you. And if you're single and you're wanting, you've got this dream of um, a marriage and the spouse that you, that you want, I want to ask you, like, are you being that spouse that you're wanting somebody else to be to you? Are you that kind of person? because there's a lot of time now to really push into your relationship with God, help him form your character, help him to help you to become who you um, want to be to somebody else. So it starts with you, because you attract who you are. And so I just want to encourage you that you do set the tone in your home and in your relationships. And so maybe you need to start the very thing that you're wanting somebody else to do. So I felt really convicted um, in that moment. And I started thinking about what does steal my joy? And I realized it's when I focus on the negative, when I notice everything that's not been done around me or the things that are frustrating me, instead of focusing on what has been done or what is good at this moment. And so what I decided to do was um, memorize a scripture. There's a verse in Philippians 4 verse 8, which says, and now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing: fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely. Think about things that are um, excellent and worthy of praise. And so, when I when I started getting overwhelmed or worked up about something that wasn't done, I'd be like, okay, but what is praiseworthy? What have my kids done this week? Or what what is the reason that I can praise? today. And it just shifts your mindset. Or maybe I'm thinking a thought and I'm like, is this even true? Like, is what I'm thinking true? Let's weigh up the facts. No, actually, that's not true. I don't do everything. There are other things. And so this has really helped me just to shift my focus. When I start thinking something, I say this verse out loud and it suddenly renews my mind. And that's what scripture does. It renews our mind. It changes the way we think, and if we change the way we think, we can change the world that we live in. So you influence the tone in your home. So I want to encourage you to find some scriptures that will help you um, work on the things that you need to work on. So if there's something, you can't change other people. I always tell my kids, you can't, you're not the boss of anyone else, you're the boss of you. And so you you can work on your responses, you can work on your attitude, you can work on um, on your character so find scripture that's going to help you to work on the things that you need to work on and it's going it's going to change you it's going to bring life to your marriage and to your relationships Colossians 3 verse 10 to 15 says this put on your new nature now when we're talking about new nature, um, Paul is is meaning like when you become a Christian, the Bible says that you become a new creation in Christ. The old's gone and the new comes. But you don't just say a prayer and then you're like, "Whoa, I feel amazing! Like I'm so kind, I'm so nice, I'm a really nice person. Like I wish that would happen. That would be great. But we need to work on on putting on. We need to, it says, put on your new nature. We need to work at becoming more like Jesus. So put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator. Spend time with Jesus and become like him. In this new life, it doesn't matter if you are Jew or Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, slave or free. Christ is all that matters and he lives in all of us. So everyone's welcome. There's a seat At God's table for everyone. No matter your past, no matter your history, there's a place for you at God's table. And since God chose you, you are chosen to be the holy people he loves. You must clothe yourself. So again, you need to put this on. It's not just going to happen. You need to clothe yourself with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults. You are not perfect. I'm not perfect. Your spouse isn't perfect. Your parents aren't perfect. Let's just give each other some grace. And especially right now, in this situation, everyone's stressed. This is different. This is hard for everyone. How about we just give each other a bit of grace and make allowance for each other's faults? And forgive anyone who offends you. Let's be quick to forgive. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourself with love. Clothe yourself with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule your heart. Because if you're looking for peace anywhere else, if you're stressed financially and you're looking, for, you're trying to distract yourself um, by Netflix or in a relationship, like you're not going to find peace anywhere else. Peace comes from God. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. Gratitude is another great thing that we can take out of this verse. Um, Every morning I write out three things that I'm grateful for and it shifts my mindset. It takes it off of what's lacking in my life Or, what's frustrating me, and it puts it onto my blessings and what I have. And I've really enjoyed this practice because you'll be amazed at the things you think of that you've never thought of before. And you're like, wow, I really am grateful for that. Or, wow, I really do have a lot to be thankful for. And can you imagine what your relationships will look like, what our relationships will look like, if we can just get one or two of these things right? If the next time we're having a fight with somebody, we decide to clothe ourselves with humility. or when life is crazy at home and we decide to put on patience, our, our relationships will look completely different. So I want to encourage you even to go back to this word, this verse. It's Colossians 3:10 to 15. Go and read it and let's be intentional about setting the tone in our home. Take one of these things every morning, and say, okay, today, I'm going to put on peace. I'm going to walk in peace. Or today I'm going to put on humility and I'm going to be humble with my relationship in my relationships. Don't be so distracted that you miss the moment. And remember that you influence the tone in your home. And so in closing, I really just want to say that I... I believe there's two agendas for this lockdown. I believe Satan has an agenda, which we've seen. It's to bring fear and to bring um, anxiety into your life. It's to bring, cause havoc in your relationships and in our economy. And he's done that and there, there is, these are real issues that we're facing. But I wanna encourage you that Jesus or God has an agenda in this as well. God never causes bad things to happen, but sometimes he does allow things to happen because he sees the bigger picture and anytime that God causes or that God allows things to happen he does it for his glory yes it says God's agenda is always for his glory and out of love for his people God is love so he cannot do anything that's not out of love because it would go against his very nature he is love and so he sees things that we don't see and we can trust his agenda. We can trust his agenda because it's filled with love for you. So I want to encourage you that God knows the end of the story. That God's in it, that he sees it, and that he's using this to bring some good out of it. And I really feel that in this season, one of the one of God's agendas is for our relationships. He's brought us back together again. He's brought families back around the dinner table. He's given us the margin that we asked for at the beginning of the year, he's given us that space and time. And the question is, what are we going to use it for? And I want to encourage you today to use it to focus on your relationships. Let's get out of this lockdown and let our, be, our relationships be stronger. Let's be, let's have a closer relationship with our kids and our, our spouse and our friends at the end of this, and use it to 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 focus in on your relationships around you. And so I want to pray for your marriage. I want to pray for your relationships. But before that, do, I do that, I want to pray um, for another group of people as well. If you're watching this today and you realize that you don't have this kind of relationship with Jesus, I really want to invite you to start this relationship with Jesus today. It'll change your life. It changed my life and it'll change it'll change your life. And so if you wanting to, to make a decision for Jesus today, won't you just click on request prayer? There's some hosts waiting to pray with you. They can talk you through it. They can walk you through it. Um, All you need to do is realize that you're a sinner. Ask God to forgive you. Choose to believe in Jesus. And then we choose to live for him every day. So we would love to also give you some next steps on how to walk in that relationship with him. But I want to pray for you right now. And I'm also going to pray into your relationships. Oh, God, I just lift up every person that's watching this that doesn't have a relationship with you. God, I know you love them more than we could ever imagine. And I ask, Lord, that you would reveal yourself to them even right now. God, as they're sitting at home, won't you show them your incredible love for them? Help them to make a choice for you today. Lot, don't, lot, yeah, don't let any distractions or anything distract them from this moment with you. Help them to to draw close, to push in, and to start this incredible journey with you. And then Lord, I lift up every relationship that is represented here today. Marriages, friendships, dating relationships, family relationships, work relationships. God, we just lift them up to you. And Father, I ask that you would just show people, show everyone, God, what, what you're wanting them to focus on at the moment. Where can they choose the meaningful over the urgent in this season? How can and they slow their lives down just a little bit to, to notice what you're trying to show them? Highlight in their, in their minds, even right now, God, just a person or name or a relationship that you're wanting them to push into and give attention to. And I ask if they need to forgive, God, that you'd give the, them the courage to forgive. If they're needing to reach out and be vulnerable with somebody. I ask God that you would give them the courage to be vulnerable. Father, I thank you that you have an amazing agenda for this time. Even though there's so many um, problems and obstacles in this time, there's also opportunity. And so I ask God that we would use the opportunity. Thank you, Lord, that you are going to restore marriages, that you're going to restore friendships, that you're going to build strong relationships in our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.